Hey there, my name is Juan with Hand Therapy Secrets. Today I wanted to talk to you about some questions that I've been getting and I wanted to answer them here on my show and share a little bit about my backstory and how I got started in doing what I'm doing now as a certified hand therapist and a business owner of both my clinic here at Hands On Therapy Services and the owner of Hand Therapy Secrets. I know I picked some of the longest, hardest names, but when I picked my business names, it was all because I didn't want to use my name. My name is actually quite hard, but it's quite common. It's a very common name. My whole name is Huang Ying, which is Vietnamese, and it means a yellow bird. It's actually a swallow, which is a yellow bird. And then my last name is Tron, which is like super common. It's the same as Smith down here in Miami, like DS. <laughs> it's a super common name. And actually my name, the Huang part can be either male or female, but I think the Huang Ying part is what makes it female. <laughs> so. Anyway, so I wanted to come on today. Today's just gonna be us talking and I wanted to share with you some questions, like I said. So one of the questions that I got was, when can I start a clinic? So I know that some of you guys might see me on hands-on therapy services or you might have seen other therapists have their own clinic and you're just dreaming big. Kudos to you, I say dream big. If it's something you want, then work towards it, right? So when can you get started? I can't tell you when to get started, but I can tell you a little bit about how I got started. My background is I'm from Vietnam and my parents came over after the Vietnam War. So I came over when I was four years old and my parents worked like dogs. Like they just worked constantly to make sure that we had a roof over our heads and that we could go to school and all that good stuff. And so my parents opened their own business and I actually worked in it for a long time. I worked with them during, I think was it middle school that they got started and into high school. And when I was in college, I would come home and fill in sometimes for them. They have their own business and they've been in it for over 30 years. And when I went to occupational therapy school, I actually thought that I didn't want my own business because I saw my parents have their own business. I actually didn't want to go into business for myself, but yet at the same time, I would always kind of think in the back of my head, what would it be like if I started my own business? And I saw other therapists have their own business too. And I said, wow, that'd be so cool to work for them or that'd be so cool to have my own business at the same time. So I hope you can see, you know, what I'm doing here at my own clinic and, and dream big for yourself too. So that's how I got started. And I started working in the hospitals and I eventually got myself into an outpatient hand therapy job and eventually became a certified hand therapist. I actually worked for was it five years, five and a half years, and then sat for the CHC. Back then it was, you had to be a therapist for five years before you could even sit for the exam. And I was able to get all my hours based on a lot of the work that I did in acute care in the hospital and then in the outpatient setting as well. So there's various ways in which you can get your hours, but you don't have to rush into it if you 
don't want to. Opportunities will come your way. You really have to make sure you're picking the right opportunity so that you can build the kind of career you want. Sometimes I think people choose the wrong opportunities for them and they get stuck in thinking, oh, therapy is not great or hand therapy is not great. So I think there's a lot of ways in which you could move yourself around, especially with our career in occupational therapy. So I started thinking like, yeah, you know what? I do want to have my own business. Not because I didn't enjoy working for others. I always say that it's good to move around when you're happy, right? It's good to make decisions when you're happy, when you're not, because when you're mad or you are like, I hate this job, I hate these people, sometimes you don't make the best decisions. So I think that was one of the things that I always did was I always wanted to make sure that I was content in what I was doing while I was making big decisions in my life. So even though I was really happy in my job in, in acute care, there was just always something like that was like, now you know, I wanna do more, I wanna do something different. Cause I just, I'm a person who has a ton of energy. Like I have a ton of energy. I'm always moving, I'm always going, I'm always doing something, that's just me, right? That might not be you, but if it is you, then you know, kudos to you. Totally understand where I'm coming from. But I would always like interview at different places just to make sure, am I in the right place where I need to be right now? And a lot of times it was. I'd be like, you know what, I am in a good place. I am in the right place. And so I would stay at the hospital where I was working. And then the opportunity really came and I was an outpatient. And then I started a family, you know, my husband and I, we finally got married. We were together for a gazillion years and then we finally got married and then we were together for a while and I just kept pushing off the baby stuff. You know, what you what you can do as a female, what you can do as a male may have different timelines. I don't agree that women can't do what men do and all that good stuff, but there's differences and there's no denying it. They just can't. When I started a family, I wanted to make sure it was available for my kids and stuff like that. So when my son was about a year and a half, I really wanted to go out on my own. I was like planning it, my husband and I were talking about it. And then I got pregnant again and we decided it wasn't the right time to do it. So when can you start your own clinic? Whenever the hell you want. But it's gotta fit within whatever it is that your life circumstances are. So my life circumstances and my family circumstances at that time wasn't right. And I'm very intentional about a lot of things I do, or at least I try to be for the most part, but I didn't want to have one thing or ruin another thing. Like I didn't wanna have this career where I could move faster, do more, have more effects at the risk of ruining like my marriage, right? So I have to go at a pace that's good for my family unit. And I had a therapist, she had started her own business when she, when her kids were older and she was like, she told me she's wrong. You have a toddler at home and then you have a baby at home. You might want to think about, and she didn't tell me what to do. She said, you might want to think about what that means and what that's going to do in terms of your family and what you might miss out on. And so that's where I really did think about what would I miss out on if I started my business right then, right? I would have missed enjoying time with my kids and all that good stuff. And so I really did wait for a while. 
So I went and worked in a private practice for a little bit and then I decided, okay, now it's time to go. Now it's time to go and venture out on my own. And so when can you start? You can start whenever you want. I've worked, I've spoken and worked with other therapists who've started out very early in their career. I actually was friends with a physical therapist who started his business probably a year or two years out of school. And there's a certain amount of risk that you're taking a ton of risk. And what's happening is if you want to start out, right? If you want to start out very early out on your career, you have to go very. So I often talk about when you are a therapist, you need to develop your therapy skills. And then when you're a business owner, you need to develop your business skills. Like you have to have both. You can't just have therapy skills and think, oh, because you are a therapist that's gonna come to you. If you are a great therapist that everyone's gonna come to you. Quality doesn't determine whether people are gonna come to you and if they're going to pay you for your services, right? What determines that are business skills. So you have to have two types of skills. And so therein lies your problem, skills, right? When can you start your clinic? Whenever you are willing to pour into yourself, invest in yourself the skills that you need to run a successful business, a successful clinic. If you haven't seen it before, look up my video that talks about the one book that changed my life, right? And I say changed my life because it changed my business thinking. And ever since I made that video, I've had people come and ask me about it. And it's because, and I see this often, that you might be unhappy with your job and you just might be sick of the corporate run or you might be tired of people telling you what to do and you just want to do stuff on your own. That doesn't necessarily mean you're in business for yourself. That means that you created a job for yourself and you might get stuck. You might get stuck there too. So when it comes to when you can start your own type of business, it's really, do I have the clinical skills or whatever skills it is that you think that you need? So speaking as a certified hand therapist, you don't have to be a certified hand therapist to go into business, but it sure is powerful when you are. It sure is powerful when you are. And that's why I have people who are in my hand therapy mentorship program and who are because they want to become they want to become that certified hand therapist or they are that certified hand therapist and they, they don't want to develop even more skills and it's not i'm not just teaching shit that you can find on youtube i'm not in my programs i'm a very much an applied knowledge type of person so I'm not teaching you like freaking wrist bones and whatever and calling it a day. Like we're taking the knowledge that you have and applying it to different scenarios. We're applying it. it becomes a critical thinking, problem solving type of situation where you're taking what you know, and that's your clinical skills. Believe it or not, you're taking your clinical, it's what you know as an occupational therapist, how to do an evaluation, critically thinking through and becoming a problem solver. People will come to you and have them help, 
have you helped them solve their problem, which is my hand hurts, my bone is broken, I can't move, I have pain, my scar is stuck, things like that. And so we're very much about that applied knowledge, but a huge component of it is communication too. How you communicate with your patients determines how they're gonna come back to you, how often they're gonna come back to you, and how they're gonna be with you while they're there and how often they'll come back to you time in again and again. And that's a big thing when it comes to having your own clinic. We as hand therapists, and this is a golden gem here. <laughs> this is a golden gem here is that we have as a hand therapist, certified hand therapy community think that, oh, they come in with one type of injury and then you're just like done with them. But you have to, if you're gonna have your own clinic and you think about your own business, how do you keep that person coming back to you? That's how, you know, you stay in business. They, they keep coming back to you for different types of problems. They're gonna refer more people to you over a period of time. So it's not just a right now type of thing. It's a, how do you make this person a part of your business life, your, your life in general, right? So when you are a brand new grad, like I was telling you about a friend of mine, he poured thousands of dollars into him because he was willing to invest and invest very fast. He's also a risk taker. He gambled on himself and you know what? He's winning because it's a very strategic type of gamble. It's not, you're just not, you're not just going to the card table and just guessing. If you're at the card table and you're playing cards and you count some cards, you're gonna probably do a little bit better than someone else, right? So you invest in yourself. He is able to invest in himself and just develop his skills really fast. He poured into himself business skills. So clinical skills are your problem solving, your hands-on technique. Oh my gosh. Hands-on is huge. Like I know telehealth is becoming big and people are moving towards it. And I'm a proponent of that to a certain extent, but people crave touch, right? They want you to touch them and it's in how you're touching them and how you're manipulating them to actually get them the results that they came to you for. And then you pour into yourself the business skills. So on the business skill side, it's all about communication, which is pretty much marketing and selling. So as healthcare providers, as occupational therapists, like you need to quote unquote, be very good at selling. You're selling what you do. And sometimes saying I'm an occupational therapist or selling I'm a physical therapist isn't enough because there's just too much vagueness with it. With, even within physical therapy and occupational therapy and even within hand therapy, there's a lot of vagueness. For example, I work with hands, right? I work with post-surgical cases, but sometimes those people who are post-surgical cases don't really understand that I work with non-surgical cases too. So I have to constantly tell them like, hey, these are the problems that I could solve for you. For example, another thing, as a certified hand therapist, like how many of us do that? The hap that happened to us that we do more than just hand. I work on the elbow, I work on the shoulder, I work on the spine, and yet somehow they think we only do hands. So from a business standpoint, 
you've got to develop skills that will allow you to communicate in a way that people want to work with you, right? And want to keep coming back to work with you over and over again. So you can open your, you can dream big, like dude, I'm a big fan of just dream big and then take those small steps towards it. So I dream big, I dream big for my clinic, I dream big for hand therapy secrets and developing a community of people who want to invest in themselves to grow their career, develop their skills, grow their confidence, and really do the things that they want to do with their career. Now, whether it be top dog, top notch of the company that you work with, and then slowly but surely move into whatever type of position you like to move in within that corporate world, or if you want to develop your own development, your own business, it's a risk that you can take. I've taken that risk and I've hired people within my business to help me to for the business to be successful, right? From the clinic side and from the program side. But it is a risk and it's a risk I'm willing to take. <laughs> and it's a it's a platform I'm willing to build because I think it's needed. And I think that there's a lot of value in, in helping other therapists develop their skills so that they can feel and believe, right? So that they can feel and believe that anything in their career is possible. We went to school for a very long time. Some of us have doctorate's degrees and stuff like that. And I think it's very possible for you to have the career that you want to have. But just because you went to school for it doesn't mean that your education stops there. Actually, it becomes tenfold once you're out. It really does. It becomes tenfold when you're out. I often think about how I thought about education after I started, after I came out of school, because I had a lot of people who told me, oh, like just take classes for continuing education credit. So we often think, oh, let's just take classes for educational, like for the CEUs, right? So when I came out of school, that was a lot of the message that I heard, which, oh, you just need 24 or 26 CEUs. And so you're only really just taking courses just enough to get by. If you want to get ahead of the game and you want to really skyrocket or propel your career in the way you want it, so if you have dreams, you have dreams of opening a clinic, then you might have to invest in yourself a lot more now, a lot more now, so that you can see the fruits of your labor later. But there has to be a plan. And that's why I've created the programs that I've created, the mentorship program, the hand therapy mentorship program. It's really because it's not just one course, it's not just one body part, but it's like everything that you could potentially need to make yourself one of the best therapists out there. The more patients you can help, the more skills that you can build, right? And the potential that you could have if you wanted to open your own clinic, such as, you know, what I've done here. And had I had that opportunity back then, or someone who, if I found that message earlier, I would have, I already took more courses than I needed to for CEUs, but I never thought beyond CEUs. It was just never a thing that I heard of much before. 
And that's what I'm doing with the hand therapy mentorship program because it's not CU based. I don't want you to think of only that as a way of building your skills because you would limit yourself if you did that, right? So I just want to open that box up to make it bigger instead of just like this little box, like CE box. I just want to make it bigger for you. Developing Orthosis 101 was like a huge thing for me because as a business owner, I need therapists that know how to make splints. It never ceases to amaze me that there's people who are in hand therapy who don't splint and we have such a need for it. Some people say it doesn't make money. It's because you're not fucking billing that shit correctly. Sorry. But there's ways that you is financially profitable for you as a business to bill for orthosis. And if you only think of that one piece, you're missing out. I'm telling you, you're missing out. Because when you can help that person fully, fully, they're gonna stay with you and think about how many visits that is for that patient that comes to you time and time again. People who don't know how to make small splints, medium-sized splints, dynamic splints, static progressive splints, you can lose those patients to someone else who can make them. Worse than that, you're not fully helping them achieve what they could. People come to you because they wanna know but it's possible for you to help them. A patient of mine, devastating career. It's been a labor. I actually spoke to him yesterday about his his injury and how it's affecting his life. Yeah, I would think about, oh, how they can move their range, range of motion. Like, how much range of motion do you have? How much pounds of grip strength? But fuck, put that all together. The man can't lift anymore. And his job was a laborious type of job. Now he can't lift with his arms. He can't do the heavy work that he needed to do. So what can he do? So he is on the computer. His goal was to, he was going back to school to become a engineering person. But I told him yesterday, I was, and he's, I don't know if I could do that because it required heavy work and I'm not able to do it anymore. Like the kind of injury he has, he like, it's not possible to go back to that prior but he still can be very functional in his life, right? So I said, man, like, you were gonna be an engineer? You know how hard that is, the math and science? To go to school for that's a lot. You can change that mindset. Like, your brain, like, it still works. You still have it in you to do something else. Let's think about your options, about what you can do with your arms, with your potential, right? Don't we do that as occupational therapists? Help people to, be more independent, to be very functional, active people in their lives, in their community and stuff like that. How can he be an active participant in his life? A person in the community, right? A productive person in the community within his family. You can use his brain. Like what else can we do with your arms? You can type, like they can't take your brain away from you, right? And so that's, that's where we can do with our skills with our clinical skills. And had I not been able to communicate with him in a way that motivated him, if I was not able to make the custom splint, custom orthosis that he needed, he would have, he could have left here and thought, my life is over, it's, I'm gonna be a burden. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna amount to much. Like, my arm is not gonna move. I'm never gonna use my hand like the way I used it before. So we have the power. We have a, 
but we have the power to really affect a lot of people. And when you improve those skills, your clinical skills, you improve your, if you want to have your own clinic, like I have my own clinic, you'll be able to build a business around being able to help people and you invest in yourself and over time, people will invest in you back to give them what they're looking for. So that's my story <laughs> in a roundabout way. I hope I answered the question. I've been talking for a little while. So what happens when I talk by myself, I start going into these tangents. <laughs> but I hope within this whole story that there are some tidbits in there that you can help to inspire you, to motivate you, to think about what's possible for you, to develop your skills, and to one day own your own business if that is what you want to be able to do. All right, my name is Huang here at Hand Therapy Secrets, and I'm gonna include the links below if you're interested in the Hand Therapy Mentorship Program. Definitely click on that link so you can learn more about it, and when you get those emails, there's a link where if you're not really sure which programs are right for you, book a strategy call with me. I'm a big fan of making sure that you get what you need, right? That I'm not just putting out programs that you don't benefit from. And the whole point of it is that you benefit from them, that they're the right ones for you right now. And if you are ready to sit for the certified hand therapy exam and you need some help, then that is the hand exam prep program, right? We're gonna get started with that in a few weeks, I believe. We're gonna get started with the following year because we always gotta plan ahead always got to plan ahead right so we're currently in the thick of preparing for the november exam and i'm really happy with everyone that's in there right now that they're making the strides they're connecting in our private facebook group they're getting together and they're studying together as they need you have to know how you study don't get me started. <laughs> Don't get me started. That's a whole other topic. But yeah, the links I'm going to provide you below and make sure that you grab the information that you need. Orthosis 101 will be down there as well. If you're just starting out, you need to develop your skills in creating custom fitted orthosis. Orthosis 101 is a great program to get you started making no wrist support splints and making thumb spica and from those two patterns i tell you i'm not lying that you can create so many custom fitted orthosis from that from the wrist support the way i do it you can turn it into so many other things that pattern that i do it's very similar to the radial nerve palsy splint that i make only on the dorsal side instead of the lower side. And then of course there's some extra components, but that's beside the point. <laughs> you develop certain skills and you will build upon your skills, right? You get started with one set of skills and you will build upon those skills. Get your clinical skills and build upon that. You're looking to start your own business, start developing some business skills and then you build upon that. And then you can have all the success in the world and I cannot wait to hear more of it from you when you do. Thanks for joining me here on The Huang Show and I will talk to you soon.
Hey, thanks for listening to Huang's World Podcast. If you are brand new to the hand therapy world, head over to my website, www.handtherapysecrets.com, where you can get started with some of our free guides and paid programs for both OTs and PTs diving into the world of hand therapy. Or if you've been listening for a while, watching on our YouTube channel, and you think you could benefit from developing and moving your career further along in hand therapy, reach out to me and my team at info at handtherapysecrets.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if you know someone who could benefit from today's show, please share. Thanks. See you on the next episode.